if you're ready to start the show, you two say your names, and then I'll introduce the show, and I'll ask you if you have anything to plug. Your names. Your names. <laughs> That's the, okay. All right. <laughs> That's the first. This is. They've done like 215 episodes of this. No one's ever done that. So you got really, yeah. That's the first one. That's surprising. Wow, that is the first time. First time it's happened. Okay, I'm Jim Stormdance. (laughs) That that one's Uh, been done. Oh darn it! (laughs) Uh, I'm not Jim Stormdancer, and I'm Jim Stormdancer. (laughs) (laughs) The only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Jim Stormdancer, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm uh, Jim Stormdancer, the uh, the real Jim Stormdancer on my birth certificate, totally says that. Um, and uh, I would like to plug uh, a video game called Frog Fractions that I myself made. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, there's no sequels uh, to this video game. No, not at all. I would have heard about it. Uh, yeah, no, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you totally would have, um, but... Um, I, I was thinking of uh, of maybe making um, a a Pico Eight game someday, but um, yeah, for Pico Steve Mo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the Pico Steve Mo will be over. I can't plug it anymore. It'll be over by the time this show goes out. Oh, yeah. Good point. Oh, but you could play everybody's Pico Steve Mo games. Yes, including Jim Storm Dancers, who might be making one for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, all right. I need to. I, I need people to know. Who they're like this, okay. this bit has been going on too long. <laughs> oh, we'll get okay. Should we just start over? I'm sorry. No, I think no, it's no, this I is think good this, this needs to go in, but I think you should actually introduce yourself. Okay, okay. I'm Andrew. I actually do have something to plug. Uh, pizza, go play Pizza Panda there. Pizza Panda. Now, now you got me curious. Pizza Panda dot pizza. They teach you fractions. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I'll come back. To, we'll, we'll, my we'll, dog is. Can you can't hear my dog barking, can you? I can, but it's fine. We can have dog content on the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> and not Jim Stormdancer. Would you like to introduce yourself? Or do you have anything yeah, to Yeah, unlike everyone else on the call, I'm not Jim Stormdancer. Uh-huh. So that's what's special about me. Go on. Uh, I, I run a YouTube channel called Yan Misoli, lowercase Yan, capital Misoli. I, I make videos on there that uh, you may or may not have seen. Uh, statistically, I think about half of the people who are uh, listening to this episode will probably be here from me having linked to it somewhere. So it is interesting. Like I will have guests on the show. Like I've had guests on the show with like a million Twitter followers and seen no bump at all. What no bump whatsoever. No, see, the difference is my fans love clicking links. Obviously, a lot of people cultivate an audience of people who are against clicking <laughs> on links. My fans, they love clicking links. So I'll give them a link and say, hey, here's a podcast I was on. They'll say, ooh, I'll listen to that. Yeah, I can see it. Damn, that's power. That, that, that's why I like, one of the things I do is I make surveys. And uh, like I spend most of my time, hey, the thing I have to plug uh, is, I guess, my Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> it's currently the only social media I'm on. Highly recommend using Tumblr as your only social media if you're looking to switch to using exactly one thing. Yeah, I could see it. Ever since Tumblr uh, added polls, which they're way better than Twitter's polls. Twitter Twitter polls only give you four options. YouTube polls only give you five options. Tumblr polls give you 12 options. So it's great asking. Yeah, it's like excessive how many options Tumblr gives you. Uh, But it's great for asking people, uh, for polling people, which is great because I love uh, running surveys and uh, asking people random questions and uh, running tournaments every once in a while. Uh, It's... It's a lot of fun. So, so follow me on Tumblr. That's a thing I do. Yeah. 
Definitely do that. I'm going to do that. Actually, I'm not on Tumblr. I'm on co-host. <laughs> but if you were on co-host, I'd follow you there. Is co-host like Tumblr? They're all microblogging platforms. I mean, it's co-host, all the same co-host, thing. co-host is actually a lot like Tumblr in many respects. They, oh, they are very similar. Know. They're just different. I would switch to I I would have switched to co-host from Twitter if I uh, wasn't already on Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, and and also like you make a strong argument like if you're going to use one thing and why not use one thing like right cross posting is such a pain you know having like when you have a thing and you want to post in multiple places it's like just just have one place that you post everything and for me that's Tumblr yeah and for me it's the Topic Lords Discord <laughs> are we ready to start on some topics. Yeah. I think uh, we need a, a poll to answer this question. All right. So we should, clearly should make the 10 option poll. What's your, what's the URL for right. it? Yeah. We, no, I think we need at least 11 options, actually. Mm-hmm. Is, okay. Then 11 we, options and show results. Then we need to invent a new polling platform because there are none that do, <laughs> <laughs> that do 11 options. Tumblr has 12. Oh, 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 my mistake. Oh, we, I mean, we need 13. We need oh, 13 no. options. Obviously. 13 options, Obviously. Mitch. What are you going to do now? <laughs> what are you going to do now? Got to make a Google Google Forms poll. Oh, yeah. And, and link to it. Fortunately, my audience loves clicking links, so they will click it. Oh, has it, has, have, uh, have any like malware authors approached you about this power that you have <laughs> to get people to click on links? <laughs> yeah, it seems, it seems really <laughs> overpowered to me. It seems like your, your power should be nerfed. How did the devs allow this? I feel like if, if I did do something like that, that would immediately like uh, make my audience no longer just click on any links that I give them. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach them. Exactly. Okay, I'll respond yes to the to the poll, and we can get on with it. Sorry. Okay. All right, Mitch. Results are in. <laughs> Mitch, one hundred percent of respondents say yes. We should do topics. <laughs> wow. It's a strong argument in favor. Mitch, your topic is Super Mario Brothers Wonder is the first mainline 2D Mario game since Ellipsis. And then there's also a parenthetical. I'm not sure how to read this one, actually. (laughs) How many Super Mario games are there update? Yeah, it's an an update to a video that I made a couple years ago called How Many Super Mario Games Are There? Because now there's another one. Yeah, you got to have more. You got to redo the poll. I do. Uh, And and in fact, probably definitely linked in the show notes called shot not even a probably definitely linked in the show notes is uh currently the redone poll uh that that you can participate in uh asking uh how many uh super mario games you think there are uh when when do you need the results by uh no deadline i'm gonna close it like when i have like ten thousand ish responses and there's currently you gotta close it before the next mario game comes out right okay because currently the release date for this show is scheduled for november 27th oh yeah no that's if, Are they going to make a new Mario them. game before then? <laughs> let's let's hope. Uh, no, there's 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 quite a few coming out uh, in, in, in the very near future, uh, which is really why it's so exciting right now. Which why which is why now is the best time to uh, do this sort of poll. or the most difficult time. Uh, yes, yes, the broadest number of answers. Exactly, exactly. We, okay, I see, I see. The form of the first poll was I asked people uh, just yes or no. I gave them a list of like fifty Mario games and said, "Is this a mainline Mario game? Yes or no." Had a lot of very interesting results from that. Made a whole video about it. Uh, don't need to dwell on it. You can watch the video. It's a good video. I liked it a lot. Thank you. It's one of my favorites of the ones I've done. Um, the new poll, uh, I, it's similar, uh, except I ask about uh, 358 games. Um, and instead of just yes or no, is it a Mario game? I give people a bunch of categories to sort it into. And so I get more nuanced results. 
and which I've been analyzing and I will continue to analyze for uh, about the next month, probably until uh, as, as results keep pouring in. And it's going to be great. So so one of, one of the weirdest things, like the thing that prompted me to, to do this, right? Super Mario Bros. Wonder is like unambiguously a mainline Mario game, which is the first time that's happened since Super Mario World in 1990. Yeah, you think so? You think it's what? more so than, oh, you mean in the, in the results? Uh, like empirically, it is the okay. Well, I mean, it is I, the most unambiguously a game has been a sequel to Super Mario Bros. since Super Mario World. Oh, because it doesn't have new in the title. Because it doesn't have new in the title, and it's a, it, it's the same genre. It's another two D platformer. Oh, because like Super Mario sixty four, you're saying yeah, the Super Mario sixty four. You could make the argument that the three D series is a different series. Mm. Exactly. And you can make the argument that the new games are a different series or the Super Mario Land games are a different series. But Super Mario Bros. Wonder is definitely a sequel to Super Mario Bros. Uh, because it's called Super Mario Bros. something. Uh, and there's not <laughs> right. a lot of, right? Uh, there's yeah. not a lot of games that that applies to. So the thing that I find really interesting, though, is that when you look into like journalism, like games journalism, talking about, hey, this is the first 2D Mario game there's been since, people disagree how long it's been since the last 2D Mario game. Uh, most people say 2012. That's when New Super Mario Bros. U and New Super Mario Bros. 2 came out. Uh, some people will tell you 2019 uh, because that's when Super Mario Maker 2 and uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe came out. Right. Some people will say 2016 because that's when Super Mario Run, the mobile game, came out. Uh, some people will say 2015 because they don't count Super Mario Maker 2 because it's the same game as Super Mario Maker 1 and that came out in 2015. Uh, some people will tell you 2006 because they don't count the later New Super Mario Bros. games, but the original New Super Mario Bros. does count. Uh, some people will tell you 2007 because they're actually counting Super Paper Mario, uh, which was the Paper Mario game that was actually a platformer. Uh, some people will say 1990. I did find at least one article that claimed that it's the first one since 1990. Uh, some people will say 1992 because they're talking about Super Mario Land. Uh, Super Mario Land 2 came out that year. Some people will say 1995 because they're actually talking about uh, Yoshi's Island, which they count as a mainline Super Mario game. Uh, so people really disagree on how long it's been since the last 2D Mario game. Like, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder is the first 2D Mar mainline 2D Mario game in some number of years, uh, but there is literally no consensus on how long it's been. Yeah, really, it really takes all kinds of people to make up a fan base. And, and what's what I find fascinating is people don't argue about this. Like, there's so much disagreement, and it's not controversial. Like, it's controversial, but it's not like it, it's not like a controversy that people care about. Like, right. it's not a controversy <laughs> where people will get into debates about it. Like, people won't say like, "What you think? Uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe counts as a mainline Super Mario game?" and then get in a big argument about it. Like, people don't do that. Even though people do have strong opinions about this, and people do disagree with each uh, other. New guy just dropped. <laughs> guy who. Get, starts debates about this sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like if I were if I were still the kind of person who'd like go out and be an internet troll deliberately, if I were still 20, I might be that <laughs> right. guy. The other fun one is uh just looking at the title of it, right? The fact that it's called Super Mario Bros. something. So it's not technically true that all games called Super Mario Bros. something are unambiguously sequels to Super Mario Bros., even though all the games that people care about that are called that are sequels to Super Mario Bros. Uh -huh. Uh there's games like, uh, this is one of my favorite examples. There's this game called Super Mario Bros. and Friends When I Grow Up, uh, which is an MS-DOS game, which is basically a digital coloring book, which uh, has Super Mario Bros. and Friends uh, just talking about different career paths that they might take. <laughs> it's hypothetical scenarios of them in different jobs, and it is called Super Mario Bros. something. What kind of jobs do they have in the Mario universe that they oh, discuss? Let's 
let's go to the Super Mario Wiki article about Super Mario Bros. and Friends when I grow up. Uh, real quick, uh, I'm just going to drop a link to that in Zoom uh, because they because the Super Mario Wiki, uh, my favorite wiki, as I've talked about in a previous <laughs> episode of this podcast. It was very convincing. Um, uh, this wiki does a very good job documenting this game, uh, as it should, uh, giving every single page of this coloring book describing exactly what happens in it. Oh, and you get to color uh, CGA red. <laughs> it's so cool. Look at look at all these MS DOS colors. Uh, I, uh, worth noting is uh, this game came out in 1992. The gendered roles of what jobs they assign to different characters are very noticeable throughout this entire thing yeah. uh, until like. Partway through, they suddenly realize, hey, wait a second, it's 1992, we can't do that. So they do one where Mario is a homemaker, then one where uh, he is a postal worker. <laughs> was this developed in uh, America or Japan? Oh, this was an American game, you know. Okay, okay. This was yeah, developed by... <laughs> Brian A. Rice, Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, that's just a guy. <laughs> but he incorporated himself. <laughs> that's just a guy. He, he wasn't corporeal before he incorporated. <laughs> he was just an idea. <laughs> Yeah, so I love this game. I've never played it, but I love it. I like this art style a lot, mm-hmm. but but I but but my brain has been poisoned by the EGA palette. So <laughs> it's it, it's exactly old enough that it feels cool. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, so, yeah, so so imagine a guy who considers this to be a mainline entry in the Super Mario series. Is my point? Yeah, I mean, okay, how many are there? That delights me to no end. How many are there who who do in in the data so far? Uh. Let's actually look because I do have the data. Super Mario Bros. and Friends when when I grow up. There we go. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's 0.6% of people. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so far, uh, 0.6% of 1,354 people. Is there a way you can determine whether or not this is like, first, is it people just clicking randomly or is it people clicking yes on everything? Like, is there a way you could easily <laughs> filter that or does that take? Some- I, I'm pretty sure less than 1% is so far below the level of significance that you get, like you should call it statistically significant, right? Like, right. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's even remotely statistically significant. I don't, but I want to believe at least one of those people. It's a mainline game because I played this as a kid. I played this as, and it's called <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Something. It's called. It's the title is Super Mario Bros. and a yes, subtitle. If if that's one of your criteria, it's as it's as valid as Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It's exact and Super Mario Bros. Three, right? Like it's yeah. that exact line of reasoning. And yeah. like the best Mario games, it's for MS DOS. Yeah, like Mario is missing and. Uh, uh, Mario's time machine. Yes. Mario Mario teaches typing. Yes, Mario's... Mario teaches typing. <laughs> Mario is missing. Mario's game gallery. Uh there's uh what, what, what's the other one? There there's uh uh Mario's early years fun with letters. <laughs> My favorite part about the Mario's early years series is that uh those games feature Mario as a grown adult. Uh they're 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 just called Mario's early years, but he is not in his early years. He is distinctly not a child. But he's kind of shaped like a baby. He's kind of a baby, but he's not baby Mario. He's adult Mario, but it's just called Mario. Uh this leads to this leads to my fan theory that Mario has never been a child. He just went directly from being a baby to being an adult. Right. Well, one of the my theory that this has come up on the show is that baby Mario and Mario are two different species. Mm, that makes yes. sense. And baby Luigi and Luigi, so that they're all four of them are separate species. I mean, not not even just separate people. They're just they're they're fully different animals. Yes. 
Oh yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes about yeah, as I much sense as sense. any Mario fan theory. <laughs> yeah, that, one, canon, one of my favorite, one of my now. favorite Mario fan theories, which has been disproven, uh, but it's been disproven like really recently. Like Super Mario Bros. Wonder was the game that disproved it. Um, I had this fan theory for a really long time that Princess Peach and Princess Daisy are actually the same person. Uh-huh. Um, there has uh, never like Super Mario Bros. Wonder is the first story-driven game ever where they interact. Oh. Where Princess Peach and Princess Daisy like oh. are next to each other and interacting and like right. are, like are so not, not Smash Brothers or or one of like the Mario Party games or like one of the Mario Sports games where it's common for someone to interact with like an alternate version of themselves. Right. You mean uh, the one where they actually touch and there's not a clear space to draw a line down the middle of the screen? Where Princess Peach and Princess Daisy clearly both exist <laughs> in the same world. Where, where they have a conversation. <laughs> About something other than a man. Working towards the same goal. Uh, but it's really surprising how long it took for them to, like, definitively, like, quote-unquote, prove that Peach and Daisy aren't the same person. Like, I looked through, like, flavor text of, like, all the sports games and stuff. Like, I, I read through all of it to try to convince myself that I was wrong and thinking, no, no, they've definitely said directly at some point that these are different people. Uh, and the closest they ever come to is saying that Daisy is Peach's counterpart, which... <laughs> that could mean they're the same person. Like C-3PO and R2-D2. Or, or like ba- Mario and Baby Mario are counterparts, right? Um, and they also, you know, they have uh, they have different names and they look a little bit different, which is kind of evidence, but it's not that unusual for like someone who's royalty to have different names to go with their different titles that they have. Yeah, uh-huh. Different color dresses and hairstyles. How do you explain the different hair color? You can change your hair. Yeah, that's not unusual. <laughs> oh, so they're both just wearing wigs. Yeah, Peach yeah, is okay, bald. Okay. She, I mean, she's a mushroom person, right? She doesn't naturally have hair. <laughs> right? That's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> the other wild thing is in Smash Ultimate, right? There's a feature in Smash Bros. where sometimes like there will be like a stage where you can like do a taunt and then you'll get a little bit of like flavor text where characters in character talk about the person you're fighting. And so you get like a little information about them. Um, Smash Ultimate has one of those uh, for Daisy. And the description of Daisy that's used in that in Smash Ultimate, like goes out of its way to like make it sound like they're trying to say that Peach and Daisy are the same person. Like they're <laughs> like, like, like the characters who are trying to describe Daisy are struggling to come up with convincing reasons why they're different people. <laughs> oh, that's, um, that's the writers playing with us. Yeah, <laughs> it, is. It, it, it definitely is. But that's the closest until Super Mario Bros. Wonder. That was the closest they came to confirming that they're different people was characters sarcastically trying and failing to come up with reasons why they're different people. Yeah. But now, but now there's a game where they're both playable and uh, they're, they're just clearly separate. So that fan theory is dead now. Uh, but I can say that it like was canon until like Super Mario Bros. Wonder is a retcon and it used to be canon. So I, I can say that. So I took your poll. The, I took the old one and the new one. Mm-hmm. There's a question at the beginning, like, do you consider yourself to be a Mario expert? And of course I said, yes, I'm a Mario right. expert. And I have to say, there were so many questions on this poll where like I had no fucking idea. What like there's like what's one you struggled with? There's like Japan. There's like Japan only redemption machines. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's just a bunch of shit on this list that I have I have no idea if this is a major or a minor spinoff. W- would you believe this was after filtering? <laughs> what what did it filter from? So the Super Mario Wiki uh, has about four hundred games. 
Uh, I filtered out ones that it doesn't like ones that are like it doesn't have like a dedicated article about them that are it's just a redirect page to it. Like uh, right. anything where uh, it's a port that isn't different enough to get a different article. Um, I also uh, filtered out like tech demos. Uh, I kept some of the unreleased games, but I didn't do any tech demos uh, because uh, I don't think anyone has a strong opinion about New Super Mario Bros. with me. <laughs> it's like New Super Mario Bros. Wii, but it has me's in it. And it, it was called New Super Mario Bros. Me. And it was a proof of concept. Yeah, it was never actually released to the public. And it was never going to be released. It was just a proof of concept thing. Yeah. Or Super Mario 128, which was a demo that showed the technology that would later be used in Pikmin. Yeah. So... It filtered down from about 400 to what was your total? Uh, 358. So I didn't filter out that many, but I filtered <laughs> okay. out a good, a good chunk. I filtered yeah. out about as many as were in the original poll. Yeah. It, anyway, it made me feel like uh, it's very much not a Mario expert after all. Right. And maybe I need to be a little bit more humble. How did you do the poll so quick, Jim? Oh, it <laughs> took hours. It took, I think it took over an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you just did it right now. No, no, no. I, this happened like a week okay. ago. This makes way more sense. Yeah, no, I did it while I was talking to you guys. <laughs> like, like I, I think I think I can consider myself like a super Mariologist at this point, right? Yeah. And there's some that I have no idea what to do, what what to call, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one, I, the one I'm most unsure of. And by the way, in your uh, twin beard plays Mario series, you got to play this one at some point. Uh, I dare you. You got to. <laughs> uh, tell me more. The, uh, the one that I'm most unsure of is Super Mario Bros. Special for the PC88. Um, oh. It was. A PC game developed by Hudson Soft, uh, which is the engine is a PC port of Mario One, uh, but the level design is completely original. Uh, so and like there's new power ups and stuff. Like it's not new power ups; it's like power ups that are like uh, copied over from like Donkey Kong. Uh, like you can you can like get a hammer and use it against barrels in the middle of a Mario One level. Yeah, that the time to do that would have been like right before I did Super Mario Brothers for real. <laughs> like just hey i'm gonna try playing this variant of super mario brothers instead mm-hmm. uh, and then like so i could i could decide not to later but it's really not the same game though right because the level design is completely different it's like right. as different from level it's like as different from mario one as uh the lost levels is from mario one but also the game physics are like uh wrong because it's a pc game right uh, like it's a like it's an early pc game yeah i don't think i've gotten to i don't think the the actual like um series release has gotten to Super Mario World yet. But I did this with Super Mario World where I um I started off by playing a Super Mario World ROM hack instead. Right. And then like giving up on it after five levels um and playing the real thing. So this would be appropriate like it would be the same sort of thing. I do think I I, I do think it would be fun to dig into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing about taking this poll is that because it took so long, it like the the first time when I took the first poll uh, your your earlier poll about what games are Mario games. Uh, I feel like it was a valid snapshot of my mind in the moment. Mm-hmm. But this poll, because it took so long, I had time to change my mind about things. And so right, it's right. like my mind, it was like a, a kind of a smeary sn- snapshot of my mind that is not, I don't know, it seems a little bit less scientifically valid. <laughs> I did consider like randomizing the order of the questions to like, mitigate that effect oh yeah the problem is that i'm doing the questions in pairs right like i ask yeah. one question uh how do you classify this game and then a separate separate question do you consider it to be a separate uh, a distinct entry in the super mario series and yeah. i really want those pairs of questions to be next to each other <laughs> right um yeah. 
It's crucial. And Google and, and, and Google Forms doesn't have an option to like half shuffle uh, to like keep those pairs together, but uh, randomize the rest of the order. Unless I did like unless I did each of those pairs of questions on its own page. Oh yeah. Um, and shuffled the order of the pages. The problem is you're using Google Forms and not uh, Street Magician Forms. Mm. You've got to do the half shuffle, you know. That's it. That's the problem. <laughs> all right. All right. Do you want to talk about the game, about Super Mario Brothers Wonder? Because I feel I got the impression you wanted to talk about the game, too. I do. I do also want to talk about Mario Wonder. It's so good. It's a good game. See, I, ha- I am of the opinion that the new Super Mario Bros. games are mainline, like that they count, like that they're... they're they are proper sequels to yeah, uh, to the original games. Super Mario Bros. Wonder made me strongly reconsider that position. Oh, interesting. Like, it is so... Like, the new Super Mario Bros. games, you know, they're good, but they're, like... They collectively have maybe eight ideas, <laughs> um, and most of them are in the first one. And, you know, it's fun. It's Mario. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder introduces new ideas every stage. Yeah, it's really expensive. It is. It is. They like you can tell that they were just given like just a free a free pass to just do whatever with this one. But like the pitch yeah. for this game and to take as much time as they needed. That yeah, like I looked into like developer interviews. Like they were explicitly not given a deadline for this game. Like they they said make a sequel to Super Mario, make it different from New Super Mario Bros. Work on it until it's done. Doesn't matter if we need to port it over to whatever the successor to the Switch is. Eventually, we'll get to that if that comes to it. Just just keep working on it uh, until it's ready. Uh, and the result is a game that is just so full of ideas and creativity uh, that it is like, like it's like Super Mario World again. It's like the old games, uh, but it's a new one. Now, I have a, a question for the for the world's leading uh, Super Marioologist, yeah. if I may. Uh, of course. Is it, I, I saw somebody link to a New York Times article on this new Mario game. Is that a normal thing? Do they? Does the New York Times? Does the New York Times cover some cover, cover Super Mario, Mario games? games? I have no idea. That doesn't seem normal to me. So, because that made me think, this must be a really out of the ordinary Mario game for the New York Times to it cover. Is. It's it. the first. It's the first mainline two D Mario game in some number of in some number of years. Okay. Okay. This is this Who's is to say for sure what number of years, but it is but it has been some number of years. It, it's a good one. I think if you like if you like Mario games, it is one of them. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. If you don't like Mario games, then it's not. That's right. I'm, I'm curious what the what the consensus is going to be as like how Mario-y this Mario game is. Currently, these are super preliminary results. Currently, it's between Mario World and Mario 64. Um, Dang. And yeah, it it is impressive how unambiguously Mario this Mario is. Like people just look at it and say, yeah, oh yeah, this is a Mario. Uh, yeah. Like, people, People don't do that with the new Super Mario Bros. games. People don't do that with like a lot of the 3D games. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if that would change. Like, it, I do feel like it, maybe this is a little bit too soon, especially because it, like, it, it is recent. It is recency bias. Yeah, and also like you could you could take the poll. The poll was available before the game was out. So I actually I actually launched this poll day of release. Like oh, okay. I, I I posted it on midnight in my time zone when the game came out. Okay, well I, I saw the poll first then. <laughs> yeah uh but but yeah I, I did give people the option to say unsure right yeah for, for things yeah um the, the other thing is if they uh like when user markers came out right like at the time i'm sure people would have said yeah this is the first uh mainline 2d mario game there's been in a while sure right but then as sequels to user Bros. started coming out then people started thinking of that as a separate series but uh, if they make a super mario bros tutor as a sequel to super mario bros wonder 
uh, and that starts becoming it, its own series, uh, then people might start thinking of it as uh, a separate thing. Yeah. Uh, for now, at least, it's very unambiguously just just Mario, which is interesting and exciting because it's been forever since that's happened. It's been it's been somewhere between one year and forever. <laughs> okay, now I just can't get the image out of my head of a Super Mario Brothers tutor T U D O R. Oh, I'm thinking T W O C E R, <laughs> but because the because the first one was Wonder, right? Super Mario Brothers Oneider. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for another topic? Yeah. Sorry for rambling about Mario for so long. My other topic is also about Mario, so it's going to happen again. <laughs> Sorry for party rocking. Andrew, your topic <laughs> is owning the domain emailfordogs.com for some reason. Yeah. Um, I guess I put it for some reason com. because I don't remember why I bought this because I've had it for so long. Um, so if you try going there, you won't see anything there. At least you shouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no content on this site. There's no web server running at this domain. It's purely oh. an email server. It actually just forwards all the messages. Anything at emailfordogs.com comes to my my Gmail inbox. Um, but I have it in a, in a, in a filter, <clears throat> so I don't mistake them for normal messages. Um, but for some reason, I bought this domain, and I thought it would be fun to have all of the emails to it come to me. I don't remember why, but over the years, uh, and we're talking like 10 years or something like that. Um, over the years, I've gotten a handful of emails from people making up what they thought was a fake email address, <laughs> like the name of their dog, uh, at email for dogs.com. And they will really unknowingly loop me into some very long email threads sometimes where they're discussing, you know, like planning for an event or like, you know, private information. They're just, sh they're just sending out to me <laughs> unknowingly. <laughs> um, and I just keep renewing it every year because it's too interesting <laughs> to just keep getting these emails every once in a while from people that think it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one time I, I, uh, I even responded to one, like saying like, arf, woof. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was this from your Gmail account? Well, I'm. It, if they looked at the headers, I'm sure they could see that it was from my Gmail account. It it was nominally from the same address that they sent it to. Right. <laughs> but I've gotten people like emailing it, just saying, "Is this a real address?" I also just get some spam sometimes. Like people just need an email address to put on a form for something that they don't want to get spammed, and so they make up. Have, email have you address. gotten any email from people who want to buy the domain? No, surprisingly, no. This is clearly a very valuable domain, though. I know. It doesn't. It seem. <laughs> it seems like people might want want this domain. I don't know. I, maybe that was why I I bought it. I don't know. I was. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I used to like be into making websites or something, and I thought. I think I thought I might make a website uh, there. Yeah, that's a hobby you used to be able to have. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I th I find it fascinating that multiple people would independently yeah. have the idea. Yeah, I think my dog's fake email address would be at specifically <laughs> emailfordogs.com. Yes. It just makes me so happy. That is so specific. Like I guess I guess it's a common enough thing that people are making up fake emails for their dogs that like <laughs> 1% of those people, the fake email address they come up with is that specific phrase. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. How often are people making up fake email addresses for their dogs that that 1% ends up? Exactly. I mean, this is telling. It must be happening a lot. 
it must be happening way more often than than anyone would ever. And scientists previously believed. Because mm-hmm. now there's like a t- isn't there a TLD that's um dot dog dot dog or dot dogs maybe um there's so many of these because there's so many now maybe maybe the value has has sharply fallen since all of the if someone had email for dot dog yeah yeah I mean I don't know. Actually, I think email for dogs.com is better. It is, it is a really good, <laughs> that is a really good URL. I hope there's not the people that, the kind of people that would do this are not listening to this because that would ruin it. Or you're going to get so many emails as <laughs> like, it's, it's going to happen. Like, like, like you, you say the name of a URL out loud. Like I did it. I, I went and typed in the URL. Like before you started saying what it was, like everyone's <laughs> going to do it. They're going to notice nothing's there. They're going to say, oh, it's just an email thing. Oh, I'll, I'll send them an email. Okay. And it might help that there's no site there because I think mm-hmm. that's usually what people, how people check if a site is real. Is they Forgetting like, that the internet is not just uh, the, the websites. Web. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to, yeah, you need to set up a gopher server on email for dogs. <laughs> yes. There we mm-hmm. go. At least have it redirect to something, you know? That's what all the cool people do with the URLs that they have no purpose for is they just have it redirect to their social media page. That's that's what I did with Pizza Panda.pizza, actually. <laughs> Before they updated spacejam.com for the new movie, you definitely <laughs> like mm-hmm. the, the right place to redirect all your novelty domains was spacejam.com. RIP the original spacejam.com, by the way. Wait, we don't, wait they changed they it? They did for the sequel, and now it's oh. like it's not the same thing anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. Rip, you I know? Didn't, I didn't hear the sad news somehow. Yeah, no, it was one, one of the last vestiges of the old internet. You guys have ruined my day. Now you, now you <laughs> have to go to archive.org to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not special anymore because you can see lots of weird old shit at archive.org. Right, right. right. It's more special when, when, when it's just there. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait. I, I just went to spacejam.com and clicked through some stuff. And you can click on, just written out, there's the year 1996. And if you click on it, it'll take you to the old website. Yeah, yeah, they they host an archive of it. It's just not at spacejam.com anymore. It's right. become an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah it's not, you can only find by clicking by one clicking of the biggest link. buttons on the website. <laughs> yeah, but it requires being on a website for a recent film, which right. is, you know. Did they call it Space Jam or Space Jam 2? I think it had a subtitle. I didn't see it. Oh, it has subtitle. Okay. Right, I don't know, but I assume it had a subtitle. It looks like it's called Space Jam A New Legacy. That's what it was. So why couldn't they just use SpaceJamAnewLegacy.com? I mean, I think they wanted to capture the market of all the people who were (laughs) saying, hey, you should go to SpaceJam.com. Who are are redirecting their random URLs to SpaceJam.com. All the people who have SpaceJam.com set as their browser homepage. (laughs) The the overlap between people who are visiting SpaceJam.com and people who would be unaware that there's a new Space Jam movie. Like that, that's the demographic that, that they're aiming for. They wanted to reach. <laughs> Are we ready for another topic? Yeah. It would seem so. Uh, my topic is when I took my driver's test, a kid ran out onto the road in front of me. I braked and the proctor made a check marker on his forms. And this was like, even at the time I was like, that, that seems suspicious. Like, was this part of the test? And like, this was, I don't know, like 2011 or something like that. And it's never happened since. I've never had a kid, like I've had animals run out into the road in front of me, but never a kid. And so I feel like I'm getting more and more certain as I age that this was some shit the DMV set up. <laughs> like they, they are paying children to run out in okay. front of cars to see if if the drivers are worthy. Yeah, that is. I mean, there's no argument against this. I think 
Yeah. This is this is demonstrably No, you're 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 just you're just correct, I think. Yeah. I, I, I think yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's a that, that is a very small scale conspiracy that happened. Mm-hmm. A conspiracy between one uh driver's test examiner and one child. Uh-huh. Uh, but that is enough for it to be a conspiracy. <laughs> gave, gave that kid five dollars to run out of the road. Gave <laughs> that kid five dollars to risk his life. It's five dollars each time. Yeah, oh. exactly. Wow, it's a great a deal, <laughs> especially for a kid, you know. Oh yeah, that kid's gonna spend it all on candy. It's gonna mm-hmm. be yeah. Wait, how many driving tests did you? Take? That was in 2011 money. So yeah, that's right. Well, I told I only, I only took the test once because I'm so good at learning to drive. Mm-hmm. See, what you should have right. done is failed it and taken it again and see saw if it happened again. You got to collect more data. You got to think like a scientist about these things. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was too flustered. I was too flustered to deliberately fail right. my tests. How, how do you know <laughs> that the mark that the proctor made was a good, a good mark? Well, well, you did pass the test. So breaking when a child is in the way is the correct thing to do. So yes, it's the right <laughs> move. Like if you, if they mark hmm. you points against doing that, <laughs> then it's a bad well, test. Maybe um, he didn't uh, break correct. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe he should have seen the kid coming um, earlier. He saw it too late. I don't know. You got to honk at the kid so the kid gets out of the, the way. Or the, the, the proctor had like a, a rivalry against this kid and he was really hoping that Jim would just yeah. plow through the kid. Yeah, yeah. The kid, I, he, was, he was hoping that I would assassinate this child for him. And it was like, <laughs> X did not assassinate my arch rival. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a plant, though. I, I, I'm completely with you on that. Unquestionable. Yeah, kids don't run out into the street. That's not a thing that happens. No, it's not. No, a thing. That, that's maybe that's a thing that happened like in the 50s. Yeah, kids don't play outside anymore. That's, that's not right. a, like that's what all. <laughs> yeah. that's what that's what every political cartoon has been about. Uh, so I so I know that kids don't play outside anymore, especially not in a parking lot. Now they're playing Crossy Road. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Back in my day, they actually cross each the road. That's right. Back in my day, back in 2011, you, you would cross that road and you'd get paid $5 for it. Oh, man. You guys are getting paid to cross the road? Well, hold on. How old was I in 2011? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I would have been 13 in 2011. So maybe I was that kid. Because oh, I do oh. remember being paid $5 to cross the road once. This Dang, is a joke. Were, were you in Oakland? Uh, uh, no, this is a joke. But it, it was oh, a thing that happened. Shoot. We were so close to solving this. Mm-hmm. But theori- but I was the right age, and I do have memory problems. Uh, so like, <laughs> maybe, maybe you, you did live in Oakland, and you don't. you grew up in the Bay Area the whole time, and you just don't didn't remember. Maybe it's not, it's not <laughs> impossible. I do have at least five dollars. <laughs> so that part Evidence. was real. Uh, are we ready for another topic? Sure. Uh, we're going to be doing this poem, "Love in the Age of Google" by Brian Bilston. Uh, Shall I read this poem, or would you really like one of you like to read the poem? Uh, I'd read it. All right, the URL is right there in the topic. Love bucket. an age of Google <clears throat> is love an abstract noun? Wait, how do I read the bold? Oh, I don't know if you. I, I, this that might be just a visual part. I think you you have to shout the part that's bold. <laughs> you just need to say it boldly. So yeah. let the listener understand that the first part, the beginning part of these, are not bold, and the 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 last part are bold. Anyway. Click through the link and read along as you're listening. Come on. (laughs) Is love an abstract noun? Is love a verb? Is love actually on Netflix? Is love a word? Love is a temporary madness. Love is a hurricane. Love is a smoke made with the fume of sighs. 
Love is a losing game. Can love last forever? Can love break your heart? Can love to shop vouchers be used online? Can love bites scar? Love can build a bridge. Love can set you free. Love can hurt Ed Sheeran. Love cannot heal me. Does love cure depression? Does love have an age? Does Lovejoy marry Charlotte? Does love always fade? Love does not need an explanation. Love does not exist. Love doesn't need a slogan. Love is all there is. This poem was constructed entirely from auto-completed searches about love on Google. Okay, so my question to you, this is about form, because this section, this this segment about poetry analysis is, is, a, is, a, is a segment where we read and analyze a poem. So I'm going to talk about form here. There are three line breaks, at least. Let me count them, actually. Between, uh, there, there's a line break and then more spaces. Between Love is All There Is and this poem was constructed entirely from auto-completed searches about okay. Love at Google. What do you think those extra line breaks mean? What do you think the poet meant by those line breaks? I, I, I think you're supposed to uh, pause for 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 like the audience to sit and ponder about it. And then uh, because they don't get it, that, that you just quietly say that part. I, I think that's that, that's what it translates to. Yeah, uh, that, that makes Did sense. I, now I'm not sure if I waited long enough. Yeah, I mean... Well, we can insert <laughs> we can insert silence in posts. Yeah, you can you can make the pause longer in posts. Insert some more silence. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be like at least fifteen seconds, I think, of pausing and then say. Yeah, pausing and breathing sounds. But but by, by, by the way, this was made an autocomplete in Google. This is this is take two. This poem was constructed entirely from autocompleted searches about love on Google. Love those line breaks. <laughs> it's what makes a poem a poem. That's true. If there weren't line breaks, it would just be prose. <laughs> so when I first started, when I first skimmed this poem, when I decided to do it, I had just assumed this was like, I'll just take, I'll just take the funniest or the, just the first four autocomplete results for these phrases. But it's actually pretty, it, it's not exactly, there's not exactly a rhyme scheme, but it flows. Like it's actually yeah. really well put together, I think, for what yeah. it is. Yeah, it's, it scans as a poem. Like it doesn't like like and it, like there's just enough of the the like weird nonsense stuff that Google fills in uh, to get the point across that uh, this is Google autocomplete. Yeah, uh, and then it also spells out explicitly at the end that it was Google autocomplete. Actually, I think I think it does. It's like an A B C B, except the B's are like always a slant rhyme. Yeah, it, it mostly rhymes. Yeah, I think. I do like uh, Love Can Hurt Ed Sheeran. I assume that's a title of an Ed Sheeran song, but I do like to think that the concept of love is capable of hurting the musician Ed Sheeran. Yeah, we needed to know. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to Google it because it's probably a song title, but if I didn't think that was a song title, I would Google it just to check if Love, if love Can Hurt Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Uh, I, I I just searched for Love is a Smoke Made with the Fume of Sighs. Okay, that's from Romeo and Juliet. Okay. That's why it's so poetic. That, yeah, that explains it. From another, it's from another poem. It's just plagiarism yeah. from Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I, you can get away with it after that. Yeah, it's out of copyright. <laughs> I don't know if you two have used um, trackers, like the compositional tool. Yes. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that uh, the trackers that I've used can do is that you can um, load samples out of other modules. Right. And along with that comes with the instrument name, which isn't usually the instrument name. It's usually like 
like a, a line from the random text that the the author like wrote. They wrote a little description of the song or whatever. Yes. Or like greetings to other uh-huh. composers. <laughs> and I, I really enjoy the uh, the form of like when you load a bunch of samples from a bunch of different songs. Once you've selected all your samples, you have effectively a poem made up of lines from from other poems. Mm-hmm. You just read it straight across and 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 enjoy. And it's usually better than the music that results too. <laughs> a very functional way to uh, uh to to write to like pseudo randomly generate new poetry. Yeah, a million monkeys using a million trackers. <laughs> I think just one monkey. One monkey using a million trackers is really busy. <laughs> it's a really, really busy monkey. Are we uh, are we ready for another topic? Yeah. I want to hear about Burrito Run. Oh, yeah. Let's yes. do that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I got to say the line, though. I got to say the line. Oh, right. Okay. Andrew, Andrew, your topic is the Burrito Run, a form of physical exercise. Yes. So I don't know if the world is, is ready for this yet, but I have invented a new form of physical exercise and it's called the burrito run. So it's got a pretty complex setup, but, uh, as long as all the, um, prerequisites are met, uh, it's incredibly, incredibly simple. So first you gotta, uh, live somewhere where there is a place that sells burritos that is pretty close to your house, but not too far away, like close enough that you could run there. And it can't be in a super heavily, to get there, there can't be a really heavily populated area. Uh, there has to be at least a route that exists that is somewhat secluded to get there. And then you, the burrito place also has to take orders ahead of time uh, <laughs> on a website. Um, so you put in <laughs> an order for a burrito and then you real quick, go down your running clothes and go outside. And you now have the motivation to continue running over the giant hill that is between you and the burrito place. And because you know, at the end, there's a burrito, you run all the way there. And there, it's also time bound, right? Because you can't, if you don't get there in time, the burrito is going to get cold or whatever, you know, it's just like, it's, 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 um, it's amazing how well it really works. And you, you get to the burrito place you stop, you have to stop running before you get into the burrito place. If you, if you continue to run while you're in there, they usually don't like that. So you stop before you get in there and then you walk in and you tell you, you are able to cut in line because, or there's a separate, there's a separate line even because you've ordered ahead online. And so you're, you're not even in there for very long and uh, you get the burrito and then you run back home and then you eat. Now this is the most important part. You eat the burrito. Once you get home. Okay. I'm into that part. So, so now you have exercised enough to uh, uh, maybe uh, not get a heart disease uh, so soon. And you also have a burrito. Incredible. Yeah. This seems like you would have to fine tune this by living a certain distance from the burrito shop. Exactly. Yeah. It's And as you get fitter, you need to move further away. Right. That, that is, is true. Ex- that is very true. Um, or you, what, another thing you can do is uh, some excavation in order to make the hill higher, the more incline of the hill really, you know, uh, is almost the same thing. It is the same thing because it's literally a farther distance. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Just a little bit of terraforming. Right. Terraforming. You could set up uh, like conveyor belts along the entire path uh, that are going in the opposite direction from where you're running. And like slowly increase the speed as you're increasing like the uh, 
the length of the workout. Like sort of like what running on a treadmill, mm. except you're actually going somewhere. Yes. This, uh, yeah. I, hmm. How are you interested in a um, business uh, proposition to be a co-inventor of? Um, I'm just giving these ideas out for free. Physical exercise. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, anyone, anyone can do this. Uh, it's copy left. <laughs> yes. Um, I would like to um, make it known that this is um, licensed under the terms of the GNU uh, <laughs> uh, general uh, public license. Um it just kind of, whenever I do this, I do this uh, like once a week. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm always confused. Why Why don't more people do this? <laughs> Basically. Um, I feel like it's just the very specific conditions, the living <laughs> conditions that are required. You need, you need yeah. to be exactly Why don't right all the other people who live at my house do this? I just don't understand. Have you, have you asked them? <sighs> you know what? I, I haven't. I haven't, Jim. All the other houses that are in the exact same radius distance away from that uh, that same burrito place. I I don't know why I didn't think of this. Oh, because it's just it's just perfect, and there's no there's it's the perfect exercise plan. There's no there are no flaws with it. It's just uh, there are very few perfect things in life, and most of them have nothing to do with exercise. But this is the one exception. It is the perfect like built-in reward structure. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Like it literally motivates me when I wouldn't want to run anywhere um, otherwise. Yeah, because because like uh, most things, right? Like if you're rewarding yourself with food, right? Um, if it doesn't require exercise for you to get the food, you can skip the exercise and then just have the food anyway. So mm-hmm. so so you can bail out on it. But if there's if it's time sensitive to go get the burrito. Then yeah, if you want the reward, you have to do the exercise just naturally. It's a, it's a built-in reward structure. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically uh, uh, training myself like a dog, which mm-hmm. we all know um, it works. I mean, inside we really are all dogs, aren't we? I don't know well, if that's true. Or, we, or you could say <laughs> inside dogs are all people. Mm. I think dogs oh. are like dogs. Hmm. That's no, I don't think interesting don't think hypothesis. I think dogs like dogs. Hmm. I think when I see dogs together, usually they get along. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it doesn't look like they are. They're, they're getting along, but that's because they're like, they're, it's fun for them to like play fight and stuff. So they, they oh. actually are, they actually are getting along, even though they're fighting. Hmm. That's just I mean, my dog theory. That's just, that's just a theory, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's not confirmed. <laughs> I think this is a solid strategy. I think um, they, they say that in order to form new habits, that you should attach your habits to existing habits. And I think mm-hmm. what's more habitual than eating lunch? Exactly. I thought you were going to say than eating a burrito, but yeah. <laughs> well, th- this is this is actually an argument that I might make. You could do this with almost any food stuff as long as it's- It is true. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> as long I as it's- I don't know about that, Jim. And in fact, like- you could choose the food stuff that is the correct distance from your house for the level of oh, exercise that you want. I just, uh, it has, okay. I'm not endorsing any of this. It hasn't, I haven't tested any of this. So, you know, at your own risk, you can try it with a different type of food. It demonstrably works with burrito. Yeah. We yes. know, um, we already know about the burrito. I, I think if you want to think about it scientifically, that's what this whole episode has been about. It's been about mm-hmm. testing hypotheses. This, this is science podcast. 
we know it works mm-hmm. for n. Now we have to determine if it works for n plus one. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, that's a lot. Like of... if, if we know that any group of n horses are always the same color, right? Uh, then that means we can add another group, another horse to that group. And since uh, we can then form another subgroup that has n horses in it, that means that that group of n horses is all the same color. Which means that if n horses are always the same color, n plus one horses are also always the same color. And uh, this works no matter how many horses you have. Therefore, all horses are the same color. Except for that one in the Wizard of Oz that changes colors, but yes, I right. That, that, but that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> Very good. Are we ready for another topic? I am. Uh, Mitch, your topic is the WarioWare series has become increasingly story-driven in every game since WarioWare snapped. Yeah. So at the time of recording, we are currently one week away from the release of uh, uh, of WarioWare Move It for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so I don't know how story-driven that game is, uh, so that's not being uh, taken into account with this analysis. But uh, the WarioWare series, which, uh, as we know, is booger joke, fart joke, uh, silly game, uh, where you just constantly change what game you're playing every five seconds. Uh, during this period where I'm pretty sure, like, sales-wise, the series was, like, underperforming, like, these are the games that the fewest people have played. But during it, the series went, went through this period of transformation like very gradually where it started becoming like really into its characters and started like um, trying to tell stories with them and put them into like situations. Do you think it's because they were trying to figure out how do we get this game to sell? (laughs) It might've been. So WarioWare Snapped was not a good game. Uh, You can't get it anymore because it was a DSi game, Uh, but that's fine because it wasn't that good. After After WarioWare Snapped, they made this game called WarioWare DIY. Uh, which like it's a game like it's a game maker tool where you can make your own little games. Uh, I played it a lot as a kid. I loved it. And WarioWare DIY does some really interesting things narratively, which WarioWare had never done like anything narratively until then. Like like these games have stories that you can kind of analyze, but WarioWare DIY introduces this really bizarre concept for the series, which is that uh, WarioWare, the company, uh, in the game, uh, no longer exists. Uh, it has broken up. It has disbanded. Uh, all the previous employees of WarioWare have left to form a new studio called Diamond Software. And Wario is looking for new employees to exploit because that's why they all left him because he wasn't paying them. Uh, and now he's looking for new employees to not pay. And that's what your role is in this game is you're Wario's new unpaid employee at WarioWare uh, because uh-huh. all, of the, all the characters from the previous games left. And so it has like this sort of behind the scenes implied story that's like told in this subtle way, which is weird for WarioWare because these games are categorically not subtle. Uh, it has this subtle story about what happens to these characters after they've left Wario. And the series kind of forgets it did that after that. Like it never really revisits that idea. Uh, the next game was Game and Wario for the Wii U, which doesn't really count because uh, it's not really it's not called WarioWare something. So it's not a mainline Wario game. It's not a mainline WarioWare game. Uh, but that game uh, does increase like how much it's focusing on its characters uh, by completely ditching the WarioWare concept altogether. Like it's not built, it's not made out of like 200 or whatever micro games. Instead, each character has one mini game. So you get one game that's like in-universe made by this character. Uh, and it's like really exploring like, okay, if this character had one game instead of like 20 games or however many they have in each game normally. Uh, If this character had just one game that encompasses their personality, what is that game? And it does that for the entire cast of WarioWare. And that's what Game and Wario was about. 
Uh, that was followed by WarioWare Gold for the 3DS, which was the first WarioWare game and to this date only WarioWare game uh, that had full voice acting uh, and, and animated oh. cutscenes. It was really ambitious. Uh, they haven't done it again. Uh, later games uh, have partial voice acting. And by, by that, I mean later game. I don't know if WarioWare Move It is going to have full voice acting. The trailers do. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to make it in, like if all cutscenes are going to be fully voiced. Uh, anyway, WarioWare Gold features uh, full voice acting and cutscenes and uh, it has like a plot, which is weird for WarioWare, that uh, it has like a story. This story happens to feature my favorite moment in the entire Mario canon, uh, which is at the very end. Spoilers for WarioWare Gold, if you care. <laughs> uh, at the very end of WarioWare Gold, Wario's employees, which uh, it's like a recurring thing in the WarioWare series that he doesn't pay them. Uh, Wario's employees, like right, right at the very end, after Wario's like a- a- after his scheme is thwarted or whatever, he gets like a toilet on his head. His employees show up t- uh, to uh, take the wealth that he has gotten from their unpaid labor by force and redistribute it amongst themselves equally. This is a th- I, that's not me exaggerating or rephrasing what happens to make it sound cooler than it is. That is literally what happens. Uh, there is a character who says out loud as they're taking it, let's split it up equally. Um, <laughs> is, uh, that is a thing that happens in a real WarioWare game. Uh, and it happens immediately after Wario puts a toilet on his head. And so WarioWare Gold was amazing. I, I love that game. And it, no one played it because it was a late 3DS. It was a 3DS game that came out in 2015 or 20, 2018, I think, even. Like, it was a late oh, wow. 3DS game. The, the Switch was either brand new or, like, was about to come out when, when WarioWare Gold came out. No, I think the Switch was already out when WarioWare Gold came out. Um, so after WarioWare Gold, they made uh, WarioWare Get It Together for the Switch, which I is an Isekai game. One. That's an Isekai story? Like, they, like it's just a straight-up WarioWare Isekai? Like, they, they, they get sucked into their own game and have to escape? Which, once again, it's like, between levels, there's character interactions, and the characters have dialogue, and, like, you you basically get interactions between every pair of characters this time around. Uh, It it introduces the god of the WarioWare universe, uh, like, canonically, in its story. Uh, The characters interact with, uh, like, characters that are, like, in-universe fictional video game characters because they're in the video game world. It's like sort of like the natural conclusion to this progression of each game being more focused on the characters than the last, because in addition to all that story stuff, WarioWare Get Together, also the core gimmick of it is that each of the micro games you're playing as the characters, uh, you're switching between, uh, instead of each micro game being its own discrete thing, uh, each character has their own set of mechanics, and then you like replay all of the micro games with uh, the character's unique mechanics. Uh, so once again, it's increasing how much emphasis it's putting on the individual characters and their personalities. Um, now, I don't know why this series has been doing it this, because it's never cared about its stories. Like, it has them, but they've never mattered. Uh, but I don't necessarily care, because I really like these characters. Uh, I think it's really fun, the stuff that they've been doing with them. Uh, and by the time this comes out, we'll see what they do if if this trend continues in WarioWare Move It. Now, do you, do you have any theories on uh, what they're going to do with WarioWare Move It? Uh, so what we know about WarioWare Move It so far, uh, and again, it's about to come out in a week at the time we're recording this. So we'll all know by the time this is out. Uh, you, you, dear listener, uh, laugh at me in retrospect for how wrong <laughs> I am. Um, but WarioWare Move It, uh, from the trailers, uh, it takes place, I think they're on vacation or something, like they... Uh, 
like, like they're on this tropical resort uh, to do something. It's another motion control driven one. My my fun theory, which I think is like the most plausible thing, is that uh, Wario uh, really likes not working. Uh, so he's like really into the idea of taking a vacation. Uh, it's like one of his main character traits is that he likes getting out of doing work. Um, but while they're on vacation, uh, he tries to get all of his employees to keep making microgames anyway, which is why this game has WarioWare microgames in it. Uh, so they're just still doing work while they're supposed to be on vacation. Uh, and so the central like Wario's hubris moment of this game, which is a standard uh, WarioWare plot point, is that uh, Wario has some sort of scheme that falls to his hubris. Is uh, they just uh, his employees uh, like try to like find some sort of work-life balance uh, and like stop prioritizing making new microgames, and Wario gets mad at them, and they're like, "Hey, why are you? We're on vacation. Why are you upset at us about this?" And maybe there's another moment where they unionize. I don't know. That would be cool. <laughs> They did it once. I want to see him do it again. Uh, I still don't know what uh, 13 Amp is doing in this game. She's in all the key art. Uh, 13 Amp was a minor character in WarioWare Gold. And she's in all the key art for this game, which suggests that she's maybe a main character this time around. Does she work for WarioWare now? I have no idea. Lulu from WarioWare Gold suddenly works for WarioWare in WarioWare Dead Together. And she's like three. So I don't know when that happens. <laughs> I want to know if that um, that weird bird thing with the tongue is going to be... Uh, oh, Puro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, no, Puro is like a standard feature of WarioWare. Uh, there, there's oh, okay. Usually, okay, good. Like, like, like Puro is in-universe a video game character. Like, Puro doesn't exist at the same level of reality as the WarioWare characters. Right. Uh, but also, Wario doesn't exist at the same level of reality as the WarioWare characters, so they can do whatever they want. Uh, this is... Okay, side tangent. Um Another, my second favorite fact about the WarioWare series, after the thing that happens at the end of WarioWare Gold, my second favorite fact about the WarioWare series is that Wario is canonically a fictional character. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, people have argued with me about this, uh, saying, no, that can't be right. But, like, if you interpret what's going on in the games, so there's a character, Nine Volt. Uh, Nine Volt's micro games are based on Nintendo games, right? And it's uh, a bunch of people's favorite parts of these games because you get to, like, play tiny versions of Nintendo games. Ninevolt is in-universe a Nintendo fan. Uh, that's like his justification for like what his character is like. He's a gamer. He really likes Nintendo's. Uh, and if you read like the descriptions of his microgames, descriptions of microgames are written in character. Uh, sometimes they're, in some games, they're written by Wario. In some games, they're written by the character who is associated with that microgame. But in a lot of games, Ninevolt's microgames are written, have descriptions that are written in character by Ninevolt. And it is a standard thing that he says what specific Nintendo game they're based on and what year it came out and what system it was released for. Ninevolt has microgames that are based on games that have Wario in them. Uh, like he has microgames based on Wario Land games. He has microgames based on Mario Kart games. He has microgames based on other WarioWare games. And he the descriptions of these games do the same thing as all the other games where they say in character as Ninevolt, when the game came out, in the real world and what system it was for, which means that the character Wario is a Nintendo character who is, appears in the same games in universe and the WarioWare games exist in the WarioWare universe and Ninevolt, who is a Nintendo fan, has played them. Now, 
this isn't just like an implied thing that that Ninefold like considers like Wario to be a fictional Nintendo character because in the instruction manual for the very first WarioWare game, uh, it was like directly stated that Ninevolt thinks it's cool that he lives in the same town as fictional Nintendo character Wario. Like it's <laughs> like he's I'm a huge Nintendo fan, so I thought it was really cool that I discovered that I live in Wario's city. Or like he said, no, he says that, that I live that Wario lives in my city. I mean, I live in Wario's city. Like and it's because he's a Nintendo fan is the reason he finds that cool. Like he says that directly in the instruction manual for WarioWare Mega Maker games. So Wario is a fictional character in the WarioWare universe. Um, and that's just a thing that you need to sort of reconcile with. Yeah, I'm 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 working on that right now. <laughs> it's I'm... so weird, and I love it. I love that it's just allowed to be a contradiction. Like these games are just silly enough that they're allowed to contradict themselves like it's, that. It's and thematically consistent. It makes sense. They don't yeah. they don't have to worry about their lore or anything, so they can just say stuff. Right, right. I, but I also I, I do think it's not that uncommon for games or or media in general to like embed previous iterations of that franchise or that or that series as fiction inside the the new thing. Right. Oh, so mansion and day the tentacle. Sure. So, yeah. so what you're su- so what you're suggesting is in like WarioWare Get It Together, where there is a micro game based on uh, WarioWare Twisted. In that game. WarioWare Twisted is fictional in that game, but not the rest of the WarioWare series. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and all the Wario games that Wario was in before the the first the the, the Wario game you were you're reading the biography from of what was it of Nine Volt? Right. All of those games are fiction, but this one isn't. This one's new. This one's real. And presumably <laughs> Wario is uh, maybe he's like the actor who plays Wario in the games. Right. Like, there are ways you can resolve it, yeah. right? Like, there are ways you can look at this contradiction and come up. I love that this series doesn't try to do that. Oh, like, yeah. this series yes. has this contradiction, which is so massive. And it just, <laughs> and it's it's repeated this, like, it's, like, the idea that Wario is a fictional character in the WarioWare series, it's, it's not something they've, like, hit under the rug. Like, in WarioWare Get It Together, they have a micro game based on a previous WarioWare game. Like, yeah, they, they, in a set of micro games where it's stated that, hey, these are games made by Ninevolt because he's a big Nintendo fan. Uh, okay, tertiary, tertiary tan- tangent about the Ninevolt thing. So Ninevolt is a Nintendo fan who makes micro games based on Nintendo games he likes. Uh, WarioWare micro games are in-universe like products that are made by WarioWare and sold. Um, Nintendo is a company in the WarioWare universe that makes video games. It's how Ninevolt is able to be a Nintendo fan. Uh, Ninevolt is committing copyright like violations in all of these games, right? By making these uh, games that are based on Nintendo <laughs> games and selling them. Oh yeah, this this is Nintendo implicitly uh, implicitly supporting fan fiction. Yeah, which is not in character for Nintendo at yeah. all. They do not it, like if Ninevolt was a real was a real nine year old. That's the most unrealistic part of these games. If nine year old if Ninevolt <laughs> was a real fourth grader in the real world who was making these five second versions of NES games and selling them. I mean, Ninevolt isn't selling them. Wario is selling them, and Ninevolt doesn't get any of the money. Uh, but Nintendo would sue Wario for this, I think. They would also sue him for being Wario. <laughs> hey, that's that's ripping off Mario. That's our that's our character. <laughs> yeah. He's also ripping off Nintendo character Wario, who exists in the <laughs> WarioWare universe. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why uh, they had a falling out with Charles Martinet. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Wario. <laughs> he's, he, he stole all those characters. 
He did. Just, he's just going out being them in 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 like conventions. One man should not be so many Mario's. Man, I I I don't know how to feel about the new Wario. If you've seen the trailers for WarioWare Move It, uh the new voice actor for Wario, like it's not bad. It's just not Charles Martinet, so I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. Like it's like whoever it is, it might be it might be Kevin, uh who's the new Mario. It might be Kevin. But it's not Charles. Oh, that would be really funny if, like, they had to replace him. They had to get like a new actor for every single one of the characters you did. <laughs> right. Like Kevin Afghani is both Mario and Luigi. Oh, well, all right. Well, that's that theory's already. So, but he might also be Wario, but maybe it's a different Wario. Um, right. But it doesn't sound very much like uh, like Charles Martinet's Wario. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, but I do think I do think the Mar- the, the Mario is pretty close. The Mario is a really good Mario. Yeah, like, like he he does a really good Mario voice. I also really like his Luigi. Yeah, uh, like like he did a great job. Um, I've not heard the new Mario. Oh, you got to play Super Mario Brothers Wonder or just Rowie's watch the trailer. Funny. That's what he says. <laughs> Wowie, Zowie. <laughs> and that and that's actually like when I was talking to my wife about this, she was like, "Oh, they have new voice acting for every game," and that's actually a really good point. Like they could have just used the same ten lines over and over again, and no one would notice. Right. How much dialogue? But they wanted to make sure that when you get the elephant, you say, wowie zowie. And yeah. they didn't have the recording of any of them saying that. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It, it's worth it. It's a great, it's a great voice line. <laughs> Is there a lot of dialogue in the, of Wario in the previous WarioWare game? In WarioWare Gold, there is so much. WarioWare Gold is full of Wario dialogue. Like, like hearing Wario speak in full sentences. Is it enough that you could make an AI a Wario voice? <laughs> oh, people have. People have made AI voices of, because it wouldn't sound good. Uh, it would definitely sound worse than just getting a new Wario. Um, it, it, is, it, is really, it is really fun hearing Charles Martinet speak full sentences using his Mario character voices, because like they're not voices that are built for that. Right. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but he does it and he does a really good job. And WarioWare Gold has uh, I'll 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 say it has great voice acting. I think that game uh it it, it like I don't want to like overhype it because you know it is still a WarioWare game. Uh like the story is nothing to write home about, but I have written home about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh that's all the time we have for Topic Lords. Uh Andrew, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can go to my Neo Cities page, kittenmaster.neocities.org. Kittenmaster spelled uh with a four in the obvious spot. It's replacing the K. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and Mitch, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on Tumblr, yanmesili.tumblr.com. Uh, uh, it's not spelled the way you'd think, unless you think it's spelled the way it's spelled, in which case it is. It'll it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, and uh, also sexmal.net, which is my other website, which has links to other things. Spelled the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for being on. Yeah, this was, was a lot of fun. Yay. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com and you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. 
patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.